It is a beautiful day to apply some logic and confess the truth. I'm Megan Steele, and this is Confessions of a School Nurse. Hello, and welcome to episode six. I'm so glad to have you here today. I am listening to your feedback and going to revamp a way this podcast works just a bit. I hear that you guys want shorter, more frequent podcasts released, and so that's just what I plan to do. Beginning on August 1st, I am going to release a new podcast every week that'll be about 15 to 20 minutes, and that will release on every Tuesday. So I'm really looking forward to that. And while I revamp the way that I've been conducting my research and getting ready for the podcast, I'm going to kind of step away from the school to scaffold pipeline today and kind of just get a couple things off my chest that I've been thinking about recently. You know, I really just love it when those that are right-wing extremists, um, I get classified as that. It's so fun. And they think that I'm just this major hater of mankind, which is so not true. But they also give me something very easy to apply logic to. And the more that I research and I question things and I really kind of analyze data and research articles, the more that I just fully believe that we live in a very crazy world. And I guess that I'm really concerned that people cannot apply logic and that is detrimental to this generation of children. I am fully aware that, you know, you're always going to have those crazy souls out there that think the world is flat and that humans evolved from monkeys. And I also know that applying logic tells us that that's not true. It's basic science. And you don't even have to believe in God to know and apply basic science. I um, really think that applying logic requires you to just do your homework and objectively think about the information or AKA apply logic, right? The sky is blue. The grass is green. Logic. Animals have two sexes, male and female. Humans have two sexes, male, female, right? Logic. I have really wondered over the past couple months why some people can apply logic and why others can't. So I did a little research there. And I think when you break down logic into how someone makes a decision. It's, it's really some very short basic steps that have a lot of big words. So we essentially have to understand the problem, right? Um, we have to use reasoning and systematic thinking to really draw those conclusions. We have to identify assumptions. We have to apply principles and reasoning. We have to use critical thinking. We have to organize our thoughts and present the information. Um, so it seems like a lot of steps to come up with something quite basic. Um, so it could explain why people struggle to do it, but I just don't think that's true. I think that our brains, God has made our bodies and our brains so able to apply logic and common sense and things that we have learned and, and the ability to build on knowledge and information. I don't, I don't think that that was an unpurposeful design. I believe the number one reason is that people lack education or exposure. 
and I'll get into another reason why in just a minute, but I'm not talking about needing a PhD level education to apply logic. It's really simple, right? Like if you have a tree, a tree is a tree. And when you're little, trees have leaves and branches. And then when you gain a little bit more knowledge, you realize that trees can make paper and they have wood and we build houses or you can chop it down and have a fire, right? And, and as you have more education and more logic that you're applying, you can be in high school and now you're learning about photosynthesis with the leaves and oxygen. And then when you get in to higher fields of education, you might be learning about trees and how they assist with erosion and protecting of livestock from, from wind. And, you know, I know that that's a little bit deep, but the point is, right, it starts out with a basic belief of what is reality, what is logic, what is truth. And here's another reason that I think that people can't apply logic. I think it comes from culture and social influences. What are your children doing right now? Are they spending hours upon hours upon hours on social media? Because what is social media telling them? It's telling them that they're different and they must be transgendered, right? They are feelings versus labels. Remember, we talked about that a few episodes ago. Uh, what, what social media is also teaching them is that everything that they have learned is wrong and that they need to be thinking in a different way. I, I really truly believe that TikTok is influencing so many teenagers right now. And I really think that there is a TikTok influencer who could be in a room with a hundred teenagers right now and would be able to convince 95 of them that two plus two is 22 and not four. Social media and a lack of true educational knowledge is devastating our youth. I also firmly believe that there are real reasons why logic can't be applied, right? Like there's really true reasons that people can't do it. Trauma. Trauma is one of those. Trauma is hard. It is real and it hurts and it really messes with our brains. Our brains are like a camera and it just takes pictures of every little thing we do. And some film gets fully developed and we can learn and live life. And some film just sits there undeveloped because of the trauma. So triggers and emotions can definitely play a huge factor in that. And as nurses and educators, we are fully aware of the damages that trauma can cause. So if I take out those exceptions, right, we always have exceptions to the rule. And if I take out those exceptions and really just focus on the rest, right, that lack of education, that lack of really being able just to apply basic real knowledge, right, and take away all the social influences, we would fix the logic problem. That's my solution, like, right, fix it. Um, so if everybody in the world would just embrace those two things, we would be able to live happily ever after. And so I think I have just solved the world's problems, right? I know that that's not all true, right? It's applying way too much logic for some, but the other issue that I really want to get off my chest is the fact that a couple days ago, I was sitting in the Kansas City International Airport, and I noticed at first that they weren't applying logic um, because they had gender-neutral bathrooms. But then it dawned on me that they weren't 
missing the idea of logic because they knew what gender was because they categorized it as gender neutral. So they knew what gender was. And I ultimately decided that it came down to having value and that you as a customer are not valued at the Kansas City Airport. It's simply that simple. If someone values their customers, they would serve their customers in the manner that they needed to be served. But they obviously don't value the citizens that are flying from their airport. And so I have a problem with that, a huge problem with that. But I do want to give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to the Pensacola International Airport because they apply logic and they value their customers because they have gender specific bathrooms. I mean, come on. I find it absolutely ridiculous to think that I want my little two-year-old girl who's potty training to be in a bathroom with a full-blown man. Ridiculous, not happening. And anybody that does that, that, that is shameful. Shame on you for putting your child into those situations. I will find other airports to fly out of. I, I have to travel two hours there. I can travel two hours in a different direction if they can't value me as a customer. It just, it really irritates me. And I keep hearing on the news all of this stuff about an increase in child abuse. And we wonder why, really? We're normalizing it. Kids are just getting abused and people aren't even fully like wanting to respond to it because it's such a part of our culture now. It's absolutely disgusting. Um, and for those of you that don't know, my dissertation was on human trafficking. And let me just tell you, moms and dads, the movie Sound of Freedom is so real and it is happening in your neighborhood next to your house. You live in a small town. You think you're immune from this. You're full of it. I researched this topic for three years. Child sexual abuse is alive and real in our neighborhoods and having gender neutral bathrooms is contributing to these problems. It is so easy, so easy for a teenage girl to walk into the bathroom and a grown man to just grab her and throw her in the stalls and do whatever he wants to her. Same with a grown man grabbing grabbing a little boy or or a grown woman grabbing a little boy or vice versa like it's just ridiculous and we have got to stop letting these entities ruin our children or potentially ruin them it just irritates me and so i was mad obviously and i stood in line for overpriced coffee because when i get mad and stressed i love to eat sugar and i know it's terrible but that's what i do to to deal with my stress and as i stood there i watched multiple young women walk to that bathroom. They would see the gender neutral sign because they literally would like stop in their tracks and they would just kind of stand there really confused. And then they would like walk away really awkwardly. Some of them would come back. Um, obviously a few minutes later, if you gotta go, you gotta go. Right. I did notice that men, seemed to have no concern with this, but that women were not okay. And especially elderly women, they were really not okay with it. Um, I did witness one, uh, I would say she was probably a young teenager, uh, stop, go back. And then um, an older woman came with her and they went into the bathroom. And I just thought, how, how horrifically sad is that, that that is happening? And so while I was mad going on about this, um, 
it really made me think about trust and integrity and and does this airport have trust and does this this airport have integrity and then i realized that the career that i chose to go into nursing right we are and have been ranked by gallup in polls for years of being the most trusted profession and so as i was sitting in the airport wasting more time you know because you have to get there so dang early i decided to go on over to the national association of schools website right and they have a code of ethics and this code of ethics was inspired by the american nurses association code of ethics we all know what this is as nurses um and a common theme in all of this code of ethics was integrity and what is integrity you ask well i'm going to give you the actual definition from the oxford dictionary it is the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. Being honest. Hmm. Well, being honest is being truthful. So what is truth? Again, according to the Oxford Dictionary, truth is a noun. And it means that which is true or in accordance with fact or reality fact or reality. So I want to know why NASN supports nurses lying to students. Why do teacher unions support teachers lying to students? And why are courts supporting lies and removing children from homes whose parents are speaking and standing for the truth? These may seem like really harsh questions, but they are very important questions that need answered. Why does a national organization that is supposed to represent a school nurse like myself, who cares for our nation's children, why are they endorsing and pushing us to lie to students? Let's just use this lie and take a look at the gender debate, right? We've been, I've been discussing this for weeks now. There are two genders, male and female. And here's an interesting one for you. You know, when you take your child to the doctor, if you still go there anymore, they pull out that growth chart and they make sure your child is meeting all of these milestones along the way. Well, guess what? There's only two growth charts that doctors use, male and female. And because there are only two sexes, they know it, obviously, but it doesn't matter. They still want to prescribe your children puberty blockers and cut off their God-given genitals. The National Association of School Nursing has a school nurse textbook that they promote. And guess what? There's only two growth charts in there. Yes, it's on page 204 and 205 of their third edition textbook. If you wanted to open your book up and take a look, the growth chart for the boys is aged two to 20 and there's a growth chart for girls aged two to 20. And guess what? If you can't find a transgendered growth chart in that textbook and you can't find one on their website. And as a matter of fact, you can't find one on the CDC website either. That's right. Go to the cdc.com um, and then type in growth charts into the search bar and up will come up two growth charts one for boys age two to 20 and one for girls age two to 20. Even the CDC knows the truth. It's published right in front of us, but do not apply logic, right? 
I also find that evidence is pretty clear that chopping off your God-given genitals is permanent. You cannot get your genitals or your breast tissue back your own. Yes, you could put in um, fake ones, right? They have all kinds of prosthetics that you can use these days, but you can't get your own back. It's permanent. And evidence is very clear that puberty blockers cause irreversible damage and evidence is very clear that those that receive medication or surgical alterations because of transgenderism they have a 46 percent higher rate of suicide than those that don't receive any treatment at all i also have to say that i think when we're all growing up we all feel a little weird but i am so thankful that my parents didn't chop my God-given genitals off when I was little because I wanted super short hair and I wanted to play with the boys at recess rather than the girls. And my parents didn't transition me. Thank goodness. So thank you very, very much, mom and dad. Uh, because that brings me up to my other issue. I have a problem with parents that are endorsing this, that are taking their children to these doctor's appointments to get puberty blockers, that are driving across town to go pick up medication from the pharmacy. Parents are a huge reason why we have these problems to begin with. Parents, be a parent and say no. If parents were so dang worried about being a friend to their child and they would just be the parent half of the problems that we have right now wouldn't even exist. And so while I do fully believe it is important for parents to build strong and reloving relationships with their children, they also have to set boundaries and enforce rules. Parenting involves providing structure, teaching values, and helping children develop very important life skills, like applying logic. And they should offer guidance and discipline when necessary. Being a parent means balancing love and support with authority and guidance, ensuring that the full child is growing physically and emotionally and morally. Okay, I know that kind of took a little bit of a sidetrack, but I just had to get all, I like, it was really bothering me the past couple weeks. And so I'm going to kind of go back to that and Code of Ethics that I talked about just a minute ago. Um, the code of ethics is crucial because not only does it really apply to school nursing um, and nursing in general, but it can easily be applied to educators as well as parents as well. Uh, the NASA code of ethics has nine provisions, and these provisions really talk about providing care to students or your school community no matter what, right? You care for those who need help. And that's what we do as nurses, right? We care for those in need. We provide compassionate care. We provide respectful care, dignified care. And we always want our patients or students to know their worth and their value. And these nine provisions also talk about being an advocate and they talk about being accountable and growing professionally and collaborating with others. And I can get behind this 110%. And I know that you as a teacher do this every day as well. You just do it in your teachery way, right? I do it in my nurse way, you do it in your teaching way. Or if you're a parent, you do it in your parenting way. You're advocating for your child and you respect your child. And NASA even states multiple times in that school nursing textbook I mentioned earlier 
that it is important for school nurses to have evidence-based information to dispel myths that pose threats. Well, guess what? Lying creates myths and lying creates threats. Truth, truth dispels the myths and truth destroys lies. Integrity is the foundation of the nursing practice. It guides everything that I do from making ethical decisions to maintaining trust with my students and my faculty, my staff and my students' families. It also helps uphold the standards of my profession. So by embodying integrity, nurses contribute to the delivery of very high quality, very student-centered driven care. So why is it so hard for our national organizations to embrace truth? What is so hard about the truth? If you go into an emergency room with a massive heart attack, do you want the nurse to tell you the truth and help you? Or do you want the nurse to lie to you, tell you it's heartburn and send you on your way? Truth builds trust and trust is crucial for effective patient and student outcomes. What happens if your nurse gives you the wrong medication and it will kill you within an hour? Do you want the nurse to be honest and fix the problem and give you the medication so you don't die to, to reverse, right? So you don't die? Well, do you want your school nurse to be honest with your child or do you want them to die? Do you want your school nurse to be honest and advocate for your child and give them the best care possible? Or do you want them to give you a counselor from the Trevor Project that will continue to just feed their delusions? Nassen, you have some explaining to do and teacher unions, you have some explaining to do as well. And while I know that you have money coming out of your nose hairs and I'm just this poor little bitty soul in the middle of the United States, I am so incredibly thankful that I don't have to face our creator over the lies you are embracing and demanding that others follow. I will be honored to face my creator one day and look at him straight in the eyes and say, Lord, I know I failed you on multiple occasions and I fought for your children. I fought hard for your children. So my challenge for you this week as we wait until we roll out the new episode starting on August 1st is to keep telling the truth. If you are in a public or charter school, be the light by being the truth. There is so much love in truth. If you are in a private school and they don't support the truth, then you be the truth. As a parent, stop endorsing the lies and the delusions. We don't talk to schizophrenics, make-believe friends, so stop supporting transgender delusions. I'm going to say that again. We don't talk to schizophrenics, make-believe friends, so stop supporting transgender delusions. All right, it's the end of, of episode six. I know it was way shorter than what it normally is. I just needed to get those things off my chest and really just talk about the truth and the logic because that's why we're here, right? Please like, please share, please subscribe. If you have any thoughts or ideas or anything that you would like me to cover over the next few weeks and few months, please send me an email at megan at confessionsofaschoolnurse.com. That's megan at confessions 
of a schoolnurse.com. So until next time, confess to tell the truth. God bless.